0: All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall Bring forth the royal diadem and
1: crown him, Lord of all Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him, Lord of all let every in every Now some people do call me uh, Mr. Van Bepper Pastor Dave, Doctor Van Bever. Those are all things that I'm. I'm called. uh, Some of them are correct titles. Others are not so correct. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Well, uh, I guess I'll tell you just a little bit about what I do and and who I am because I'm sure uh, while you have an audience, they don't know anything about David Van Bever or uh, on Google I'm D Bever. So you know, um, I uh, am a pastor in Buffalo, Missouri. Southern Baptist Church. I'm actually a Reformed Baptist guy, but I preach at a Southern Baptist church. Uh, I'm also a professor of logic and a professor of communication, communication theory, and persuasion at Spurgeon College in Kansas City, and I teach at uh, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. So, there's a little bit about me. I'm, I'm married, I have four kids. Uh, all exciting things. Uh, I'm an incomplete paraplegic. There's another little interesting thing. So um, I'm 100%
0: disabled. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm Ray Ray, Um, again, Adam Cochran, and uh, I uh, go to Redeemer Church here in Springfield. I lead life groups there. So I'm very involved in the church community, Barber by Trade, um, part of the same network. Uh, Dave and I are part of the Missouri Baptist uh conventions apologetics network and the international um, society yeah. of apologetics I yeah. that. yeah that's right and i that, also that's, serve that's as a reviewer for their journal so yeah so there's the sort of credentials married got two kids two dogs you know run the gamut so that's why it was sort of hard to get this uh thing scheduled for a while because you know i'm a 10 hour a day barber guy you're a pastor and so finally uh we come together so uh tom like uh I guess maybe for our for our sake anyway, explain how you got a hold of us, why you wanted to have the conversation today, kind of things. And then, I mean, if you want to introduce yourself as well to our audience, that would be awesome. Sure.
2: you know, sure, I'm T Jump. I grow potatoes for a living in the backyard and post it on yeah. YouTube. No, uh, I'm a I'm a YouTuber. I do debates and conversations with professors, philosophers, theologians, apologists about philosophy-related topics like reasons to believe in a God, the arguments for and against the existence of God, morality. Epistemology, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's my full-time job, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did have a question. You said you're part of the International Society
0: for Apologetics. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Christian apologetics, yeah.
2: Yeah. I wanted to write that down because that sounds really cool. Because I've been I would really like to build a community between atheists and theists where we can have these conversations like regularly. That'd be a really cool thing to have. I do like live debates and stuff. So that cool. that organization sounds like it would be perfect for that.
1: Yeah, we yes. can give you some connections to some of those folks as well. Um, people who are or maybe a little bit more even credentialed than we are. So uh, people like uh, Dr. Richard Howe, you'd probably enjoy him. Uh, I Actually, you would really enjoy him if you would visit with you. Uh, he teaches at Southern Evangelical Seminary. Uh, William Roach, there's another guy that you'd probably enjoy. Uh, he sure. worked, Both those guys worked pretty closely with Norman Geisler. I'm sure you've have heard of him and heard people yep. quote him and things like that. And then we've got a good connection with a guy by the name of... Uh, Don Vino, who you'd probably find fascinating as well, and then uh, my uh, mentor um, Jason, Dr. Jason Crowder, and he teaches at a lot of different places. So yeah, and there, yeah we'll, we'll make sure we can try to get some of those connections going. I mean, even invite you. You know, I'm sure that they would gladly have you at uh, one of our conferences. Uh, if if the world awesome. ever allows us to, to change, I'm sure you, I'm sure they. you know, I don't know that they can give you a free visiting pass, but I would write to them and try to get it if you wanted to show up and, and hear folks speak at a conference. I mean, I think that that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, can we like set you. up a
2: debate? Can I be up on stage with them and we can debate the existence of God? That would be cool.
1: I, I don't know if they, would, I mean, I don't know if that that would be something that they would do, but uh certainly worth running, uh, running by them. So, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Then uh, we, yeah. Keep on. I was just going to say we could we can make that happen on the Tiger at podcast as well. If that's something if you'd like to put your hat in the ring, we could probably. Absolutely. Because um, we love to moderate debates. and We like to have debates, but we love to moderate debates, too, and maybe kind of find somebody that um, we can find your compliment on the other side of the you know the talk so we can we can we can make it happen how about that yeah if we can that'd be yeah. perfect
2: i love that right. so I'm always looking for these kind of cool mm-hmm. connections so i'm really glad to meet you guys you are awesome yeah. where,
0: where are you by the way if you don't mind I, i'm
1: i'm in springfield with adam adam lives in springfield i live in buffalo it's kind of like a suburb of springfield springfield's not some big major metropolis but for us for the, the folks in, in little buffalo missouri it's it's the big town <laughs>
2: so big. i'm in minneapolis minnesota okay okay
0: sweet north great white north rock and yep. roll so uh how did you uh get a hold of tag Your it anyway to be able to email us and ask us uh to kind of have this conversation
2: uh i keep tabs on like thousands of different apologetics sites i have okay. a there's one of my friends on twitter runs like a little uh poll thingy like is this apologist better than this apologist And he has a list of like a thousand of them or whatever okay I just go down and uh email them to have conversations and hear their perspective on my ideas to just have interesting conversations related to uh, existence of God kind of a stuff, because it's uh, a, a fun thing to do. I can't even so believe I, that
1: we made a list like that. Yeah, hey, we so made you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, you're a lot nicer than uh, one of the uh, individuals we had on who I don't think accurately represented your position very effectively.
2: So, oh, do, I, uh, do I know him? Is it, is it Arun Ra? No, <laughs> no, no.
1: Uh, gosh. Uh, I can't even remember... I, I'm not trying to be like any any type of condescending person. Like I don't I don't what I'm saying is not me trying to be pejorative. Uh, he transitioned, uh, and so his name was Sean McCormick, and then he changed his name to Brooke McCormick. And I can't remember what the name of his channel is, or if he's even active anymore. Uh, but he did have a lot of you know big big folks on his uh, on his program for a while. But we'd hit him gosh like really early on like for us which was 2017 when we started and then we tried we had him back again and then he got real real mean with us and uh yeah and we weren't uh, like i hope you can tell like i i definitely do not want to have it directly negative mean tone with folks i don't think that that's productive i mean when emotions get into things i think we lose our reasoning in, in multiple ways and uh, this individual got very emotional and angry and i thought uh, you know we now we have um, we've been fortunate enough to uh interact with uh jt eberhardt i don't know if you know him yep. founder of the church of the flying spaghetti monster we've had good interactions with him uh, i kind of think he kind of left the the whole um
2: Atheism scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, seemed like that was kind of something that he was kind of phasing out of that when, when we originally ran into him. Uh, and then I think the last time that he actually did a public debate was with, with, uh, with us. And I can't remember the name of his partner, uh, that he had. Um, man, I'm
0: trying to, uh, it's hard to get back that far. And
1: then we've, we've interacted with the, uh, free thinkers of Springfield, but I think, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that they really enjoyed doing debates. Uh, you know, uh, I really don't think that they did, because when we did our debate with them the last time, we, we had basically three debates that we had agreed to. And after the the third one, they were kind of done with it. And I think used to um, they had the Skepticon here in Springfield was like the world's largest. I think they would say the universe's largest uh atheist convention free atheist convention yeah. and so it was a pretty big deal and i don't even think they do that anymore um for i don't know we 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 gave them money to have, to get a debate in their flyer in their program and kind of disappointed in the amount of people that they had turn out for it um so i don't know uh, again that's like 2018 so i don't even know if they do that anymore um, yeah, or if they even have a website it. so yeah so there gotcha. you go a lot of background stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. cool they <laughs> didn't bore anybody yeah
2: <laughs> uh, i know th- i think it's great especially when building trying to build connections in our community because it's, we often get stuck in an echo chamber of talking with people on our own side of the issue and so i think it's a good thing to hear and to know about connections on the other side and people willing to uh bridge the gap
1: yeah Well, I always appreciate uh, David Silverman. Yeah, Silverman, and uh, one of his debates that he did with uh, James White, where he stated, you know, we definitely share a value for human life. Obviously, we do. We wouldn't be having this discussion if we didn't. We might not agree on when life begins, but we certainly have a value for humanity. And I think that that's a always a point of contact that's really important too. For sure. Uh, Unfortunately, I think that too often there is this negative, at least in the circles that I run in to, uh, run in with, uh, of evangelicals and generally it would be conservative, uh, and then more towards the fundamentalist component. And again, I'm not using that pejoratively. I'm using that technically those individuals seem to have an animosity that I don't think is correct, uh, or right. And, uh, Always love you know if we were ever able to meet face to face to go get a cup of coffee or again have a have some pizza discussion uh, absolutely because I think that those are important things to mm-hmm. to never forget and so yeah, yeah. appreciate jump so much your uh willingness to engage us it's it's exciting
0: and fun absolutely a fruitful thing yeah so we're more uh we're we're more than pleased to you and so the uh the big issue is you said that you had come across some pre-suppers lately you kind of been get delving into that um and so uh really that's kind of where the conversation starts is uh you know i kind of asked you um, what what is your interest in presuppositional apologetics um, what do you want to discuss? Um, and kind of ask some questions on that. Cause you know, um, we're it's not that we're uninterested in the classical side of things, and you know, there is a difference between us and the classical methodology, but uh what is it uh that you um would like to know from our end? Um what is you know, what is our beliefs or how do we do things? What you know, what is it that interests you, I guess, and to presuppositional folks?
2: Yeah. So I wrote an epistemology. My that's my starting interest in my channel. It's the very first video is my epistemology and it's founded on the idea that we need some way to differentiate imagination from reality. And when I label myself as an atheist, what I mean by that is I don't think there's any good reasons to believe in a God. And that's of course grounded in my epistemology of how I think we know the difference between um, imagination and the experiential reality that we have. And so I'm interested in talking about arguments to try and figure out if a theist has provided some way, some new evidence to be able to do this, to differentiate, is this God belief a real thing or an imaginary thing? And the precept one is an interesting argument I've come across a few times because they claim that in order to have any knowledge at all, essentially, you need to presuppose a God exists. And this seems strange to me because it seems like if God is your starting point and in order to have any knowledge at all, you have to have some kind of revelation from a God, how is starting with that revelation as being reliable, any different from just saying the universe just gives us reliable information itself. Like we just say the universe just has some nature that it'll give us reliable information and it doesn't need to, we don't need God for that. But obviously that seems kind of like begging the question. So how is that different from revelation from a God and why would that, methodology be more reliable than for example, my methodology or the ones used in science and philosophy, where we start with, I think therefore I am, there's some difference between my imagination and experience. We need to create a methodology between those two and just building up from there.
1: Yeah, so not to sound like one of those politicians who always says, oh, thank you for that great question. I appreciate the question. I do think it's a great question. And I appreciate so much your willingness to engage. Once again, I say that not at all in a flattery, but like in a genuine, I think that we share that a genuine sense of mutual desire to know what is real. And Mm. so those things are definitely points of contact for me. Let me do just a little bit of differentiation. And I don't know, I don't want to be putting on this college professor hat, but I do think it's always important that you recognize within presuppositionalism itself, there are different streams through which it flows. And so I don't know how familiar anyone in your channel is with that. What we generally mean from that is based upon the reformation um, and the theology that came out of the ref- of the Reformed movement, that of Luther, Zwingli, Calvin, you have this stream of how you defend the Christian faith, and then it really kind of begins to develop most, at least from my position, most clearly in the teachings of Kuyper and Van Til. And so, yes, you definitely have that right, presupposing the existence of god that is again a logical argument that is used classically reducto ad absurdum maybe you've heard of that in some of your um basically reducing the other position to absurdity and so that's kind of where some of those things began now without jumping into real deep your and I, and I believe probably extremely well developed uh, epistemological view I think the the points where we would really begin to differentiate from our uh, position, at least, is your epistemology, if I see it right, is based upon that idea that I know cognition works, cognition is what I understand, and if I'm making it too simple, you know, don't hesitate to jump in and correct me, because I want to make sure I clearly know it, because I have not watched your video, and so I definitely am at a loss on that. You know, there's ignorance. Yeah, we're definitely Uh, coming in cold. Definitely uh, being willing to say that I'm ignorant of of some of the things you've said. And so please help me uh, if I misrepresent anything or make it too simple. Your position is, again, based on Descartes. I think, therefore, I am. So I know cognition works. Therefore, I know that I am real. I know what is true because I, my mind functions. Is that, is that correct? And then I'm gonna let Adam kind of jump in here just a little bit. I'm not trying to avert your question, I'm trying to understand a little bit more before I begin to answer.
2: Yeah. So no, it doesn't entail any kind of understanding whatsoever. It's just, I have direct experience. Now I'm using these words to describe that I have direct experience, but mm-hmm. none of my understanding or the words are contingent on the direct experience. Like I assume ants are conscious. So ants have direct experience and they they have equally as much experience as I do, even if they don't have cognition or knowledge or any of that stuff, they just, they still have an experience of the world. So the only part of my argument that is existing is just the conscious experience there's no understanding there's no knowledge there's no language no logic math we don't need any of that all we need is just there is an experience that is occurring and that's it
0: yeah and so basically you know in, in this experience that is occurring is doubting so doubting is happening therefore you're the one doubting so cogito ergo sum is actually dubito ergo sum. you're doubting therefore you're the one doubting um, which is actually be a non-sequitur, and we can actually talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but you know, the, the our position, um, one thing that I caught that you said is uh the fact that you say that the presuppositional says that you have to presuppose a god, which then sort of brings it into classicalism. So we're still providing evidence if it's a god and then we got to go from a god to which one, right? And it's actually a presuppositional method, and uh it's actually case god oliphant that actually is from Van Til through Bonson, all that stuff. He's the one that's actually at Westminster now um, in the apologetics department and systematic theology department. He is uh, championing what Van Til really meant was actually covenantal apologetics. And so it's not just a God, it is the God who has condescended to speak to man. So you have to presuppose the, instead of the enlightenment where man is trying to transcend, this would be kind of The reverse of Kant anyway, where man is trying to transcend himself to come to an ideal of God. Um, It's actually God coming down and condescending, which would be a part of the, the, especially the 16th century. Yeah, the 16th, 17th century Mm -hmm. Um, uh, English, say, Reformation documents of the Westminster Confession of Faith, which would be the Presbyterian or the London Baptist Confession of Faith would uh, have those enshrined in chapter seven uh, about the God who condescends to speak because he's wholly other. And the only way to have fruition of him is by his voluntary condescension. Um, which he was pleased to do. And then the Baptist side kind of talks about the salvation issue. We wouldn't have a reward of life without his voluntary condescension. So that's a little bit of a correction that I wanted to provide there. It's not just we must presuppose a God um, still in a bare um, theism, because we're not going to do that as Christians, because to us, that's idolatry. Um, So we are speaking of the biblical God who has condescended to speak to man.
1: Yeah, and that would be a, a massive difference that you'd find among presuppositionalist and classical or evidentialist, right? It's not just a God, it is the, the triune God of scripture, the covenantal God who exists and who has established his covenant with humanity through the Adamic covenant. So it would be kind of how that would function. So just, I, I'm not, like, again, I don't think that our goal is to like clash these ideas, mm-hmm. but there's definitely like, hey, there's some at least from me, there's some some learning and some teaching, you know, so that the presuppositional opinion and position and methodology is understood before you can get into, I think, a, an in depth and a meaningful exchange. So, yeah, could, a, could you
2: explain yeah. more about why that's the case? So, for example, uh, when I talk with presuppositionalists, mostly they say that. In order to have knowledge, it has to come from some source that is all-knowing, essentially and imperfect, so that it can convey the information to us, because we can't know anything with certainty. And that would mean that you need an all-knowing, perfect being to convey the information. But that doesn't seem to imply the Christian God. Like, it doesn't need to be Jesus. There doesn't need to be uh, Holy Spirit. Doesn't need to be talking snakes or any, or anything in the Bible. It all it requires is there's an all-knowing perfect being and that it conveys information to you in some way. That's like the minimum requirement for knowledge as far as I can tell. So why would all of the other stuff in Christianity also be required to have knowledge, not just the all-knowing perfect being thing? Like, for example, imagine Christian God still exists, uh, just created the universe, no Jesus, just decides, I'm going I'm to tell Adam something. Adam has knowledge, right? So Adam has perfect knowledge because he was given... he got a revelation from God of this knowledge way before Jesus ever came to earth or did any of that stuff right well, so
1: real quick so yeah. Adam wouldn't have had a perfect knowledge but he would have had a e- experiential knowledge with the self attesting God of of scripture even though scripture was not exist was not in existence at that time but in time he had a personal revelatory experience with God that has been through sin and the impacts of sin been obscured and it was obscured because even taking again scripture as the ultimate source for authority it would take uh, his experiential knowledge with that god it would no longer be through that direct encounter in the same way it would then be through of course his testimony uh, and his speaking now again god did reveal himself to others in a similar way but not the exact same type of sin-free experiential um, encounter. So
2: my question here is that you Mm -hmm. said that you need to presuppose the Christian God to have knowledge. I'm asking Mm -hmm. why, because it seems like if you presuppose any God, that's all powerful and perfect, you can have knowledge in the exact same way. It doesn't seem to need to be the Christian God.
1: So at that particular point, you'd want to do a internal critique Mm -hmm of that position and so when we talk about an internal critique you know one of the things that we want to try to do is you know you want to ask yourself can you uh all the thing calls up the quicksand quotient right so can you stand on what you attest right so is there an arbitrariness is there in inconsistency does this position presuppose um of course the preconditions or to allow for the preconditions of intelligibility I'm all it to you I mean there.
0: that's yeah that's a good I think toss that off well, so, well, yeah, sure, but so I'm not
2: I'm not like the other worldviews don't matter here I'm asking specifically for your definition you must have some kind of a definition of knowledge that says that presupposing anything other than the Christian God doesn't work because it doesn't fit this definition so I need so the other worldviews don't matter here all I'm looking for is your definition of knowledge that would that would um, eliminate the other worldviews.
0: Okay, so now now the, the thing is, though, is whenever you ask that question, what standard am I to use on this? Um, because what you're asking us, because by our standards, which would be scripture and the revelation, all right, so what you're asking us to do now is to step off our axioms, what we're standing on, to then explain to you the definition of knowledge. So our definition of knowledge is that we think God's thoughts after him. And so special revelation, natural revelation... Go together, and they are parallel with one another. And so to so to then get off of that to explain what knowledge is, we can't do that.
1: Yeah. So one of the elements would be very clear that everyone by the uh, framework by reality we do know that God exists because we are image bearers. Mm -hmm. So when an individual says, give me evidence, give me evidence that presupposes some type of neutrality in which they are the one who shapes the standard for Mm -hmm. um, making, um, making arguments and evaluating them as the truth claim. So the Christian position would be very, very simply put that no one is neutral. Therefore, according to scripture, again, one who is unable, uh, one who is not in Christ and who is in Adam, dead in sin, they are uh, by nature going to oppre- or repress any, ex- any evidence against that God. So then to step off that framework or our fundamentals to jump into another framework or another foundation for knowledge would be counterintuitive mm-hmm. to
2: that well, well just to clarify i'm not asking for a foundation yeah. here like yeah. knowledge in philosophy is defined as a justified true belief so it's like if you have a belief in your head that has some kind of reason to think it's true and it's true about the world so so the, the definition yeah. of knowledge is a belief that corresponds to reality so that's so, i would assume it's kind of something similar in your worldview view where a, knowledge is something true about reality that God thought and then you're thinking it after him. Therefore you that's, know something true about reality.
0: Yes. So, so, yeah. so, we, so knowledge is after him.
2: Yes. Right. So knowledge is still something you have a belief that's true about reality kind of a thing, right?
0: Yes. Okay. But and, it's thinking, but then again, it's instead of being original, which would be the Cartesian method of where I'd say you're begging the question of your reasoning, because you're reasoning that your reasoning is valid using utilizing your reasoning all at the same time, actually, Begging the question of inference, all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, well, it
2: doesn't. It doesn't do any of that because the argument itself is just a description of your experience. But uh, that's not relevant to the point. Yeah, here. So, if if, uh, if knowledge is a belief you have that corresponds to reality, uh, it doesn't. It seems like you can have beliefs that correspond to reality without God, without thinking God's thoughts.
1: You can have beliefs that correspond to reality without thinking God's thoughts after Him false because of the reality that we are made in the image of God, and therefore, our thoughts in the natural state are suppressing that reality due to the impacts of sin and one being in the Edenic covenant, and therefore, they are either in Christ or they are in Adam. In Christ means that they are regenerate believers who think spiritual thoughts we're told in Corinthians, uh, first Corinthians, that one cannot reason in spiritual things naturally only through Christ. Therefore, what the presuppositionalist does is it demonstrates the suppression of truth. You have to go back. Even the very fact that you're asking these questions to the presuppositionalist demonstrates that you having to step away from your worldview in order for these things to work. Can you justify very simply um, uh, non-material realities?
2: The well, fact well, again, that you, I'm just, just yeah. sorry to interrupt, but I'm yeah. not, this is, I'm not asking about any other worldviews. I'm just asking okay. about your worldview right here. So yeah. you define knowledge as a belief that corresponds to reality and for a belief to correspond to reality, it has to be God's thought after him or something like that because
0: God did create reality. Yes. So there's, so so there's no such thing as brute factuality. Everything is interpreted. And so the only thing like all facts are facts, because God created them to be facts and he's already created them as what they are. And so we're not um, original thinkers and trying to find our definitions of them. Right. So so I'm asking is,
2: it seems like there's no logical contradiction in having knowledge without that being God's thought after it. So I can have a belief that corresponds to reality. Suppose there's there's two people here. One is uh, having a belief that corresponds to reality that has nothing to do with God. One is, has a belief that corresponds to reality that is a God's thought after him. Um, they both have knowledge. Now, like whether or not God created the universe and he thought all thoughts or whatever isn't, isn't relevant here. The point is, is that what makes one of these knowledge isn't that it's God's thought after him. That just doesn't matter. All it matters is, is does the thought correspond to reality? Now it could be the case that God has thought all possible thoughts. And so if you're thinking something that corresponds to reality, you happen to be um, thinking God's thoughts after him, but that doesn't seem to matter to the definition of knowledge. Because the definition of knowledge is you need a belief that corresponds to reality. The thinking's God's thought after him thing is just doesn't seem to matter to the definition here.
1: But that's the issue. Your worldview is framing a view of knowledge that is, again, not one that the Christian or the presuppositionalist would accept. Because of revelational epistemology, we have a sure and true definition of knowledge. Therefore, to step away from that would be to act inconsistently. So when we take your definition of knowledge, which is that which corresponds to reality, how do we know what reality actually is? We don't have a standard by which to understand reality. Therefore, our ability to arbitrarily try to define what reality is and what corresponds to reality, we are having to appeal to something, again, beyond us in order to say what is reality. Even in that definition of that which corresponds to reality, the problem is, what is reality? Can I know things? The presuppositionalists would say, certainly you can know things. You can know things because you're an image
2: bearer. Well, again, so I'm, I'm only asking about your worldview. I'm not bringing in my worldview. I'm not bringing in anyone else's worldview. So uh, you guys said that knowledge is a belief that corresponds to reality in your worldview. Like that's what knowledge and, is. is You have a belief that's telling you something about reality, correct?
0: Yes, because all reality, yeah. yeah, because all reality is breathed out by God. So he created reality. It is what it is because he's defined it. He's made it. All that kind of stuff.
2: Right. And so my question is, is why does the fact that God's thought after him have anything to do with this definition? Because it seems like an arbitrary thing you could just add on. Like, you know, you guys do the the internal critique thing, the reductio ad absurdum. If there's any arbitrariness to the theory, well, then it's a bad theory. Um, Well, this seems to be an arbitrary fact. Like if someone has a thought about reality without a God, it seems to be just as much knowledge as if there's a thought about reality with a God. How do they know it's it's
0: without a God? How do you know it's without a God? Like, Are you just saying so or...
2: Remember, knowledge is if you have a belief that corresponds to reality. That's all you need. Yeah. Like You don't need to know, it to know it's knowledge. That's like asking, is how do you true that something's true? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So like, if we're asking, what is the definition of knowledge? And you ask, and you put the definition of knowledge in knowledge, that just makes it circular. So you can't ask, well, how do you know that you know? Because we're trying to define what knowledge is first. So So knowledge is a belief that corresponds to reality. But
1: logically... There are some definitions where you actually do have to use the word when there is nothing quite like them. I mean, that's just what? when you think about definitions. From a logical standpoint, there are certain things that you have to use the word in the definition to explain it. That's just how it functions. Not always. Many times you're going to go genus and difference. Yeah, animal. But uh, anytime you describe an animal, right, You're ta- you're using that word. Um, in it in the definition right
2: no not in, not in science uh so so like knowledge is defined as a justified true belief but we here's, don't use knowledge anywhere but here's, in the definition. The,
1: but here's the issue on that a true belief yeah what is truth you then again began to equate a presupposition that you have a neutrality from the christian position you wouldn't have a neutrality so what? when you ask a christian
2: you, so, I'm not, not, I'm not, so, so the definition of truth is just again what corresponds to reality so it's it's like but what is no...
1: reality you've presupposed that there is some type of universal standard for what reality
2: is well, yeah so there's like if there was a god that would be reality reality is just describing what there is whatever it is So we don't know what it is we just said there is a way things are
0: you don't know that you don't you don't know what reality is
2: in the definition of knowledge, there's no, doesn't say anything about what reality is. It's just saying there is a reality. So the reality is there. Mm-hmm. And truth is that which corresponds to reality. And knowledge is if we have one of these true, a belief that is one of these true things. But again, there's,
1: there's a presupposition that there's a universal understanding of reality. That would be... no. How there's, not, no
2: there's no presupposition there at all. This is just we're just defining what knowledge is. But you're again
1: importing your definition of knowledge... And saying, Christian, you now have to run out of a world, view, run in a worldview that is opposed to the definition of the and the foundation of the revelational epistemology.
2: Well, no, 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 I'm I'm asking about your definition here. So remember, I but, asked you guys, but I've
1: but I've given you the the thoughts of God to think God's thoughts after Him. That is the definition of knowledge. Right, right. But I asking... didn't use the word knowledge in defining that though.
2: Right. So I'm asking, why is that required in your definition? Because it seems like if someone has a belief that corresponds to reality, that works perfectly to describe knowledge. And you don't need this extra feature, this arbitrary thing you've added into your theory for doesn't seem like any reason. Could you you
1: demonstrate why it's arbitrary? Think God's thoughts after him, the Shrine God. He's revealed himself. How is that arbitrary?
2: Because if someone has a thought that corresponds to reality, that seems to be knowledge. But we've already
1: covered that because they have the, they are image bearers Mm -hmm. and therefore they will by nature have to, in that covenant, the Adamic covenant, there is going to be all these points that are popping up that always mm-hmm. demonstrate that they are thinking God's thoughts after him. Right, the so very- there's a difference
2: between de jure and de facto. So like if I uh, de facto something, it means it just happens to be the case. So like if I am building a house and somebody else built a house before me, uh, if is it a house because the same guy built it before me? Well, no, it's a house regardless of whether or not someone built it before me. Like him building it before me doesn't make it a house it's not a house because bob built the house before me but i believe you're making a category error wait wait wait, wait, wait. Wait, let me let me try to explain let me try to explain this in full first so a de jure thing means it's only a house if bob did it first so if bob built the house and i copied him then that's what makes it a house that would be a de jure house so the question is, is is knowledge de facto or de jure uh tied into God thought God thinking God's thoughts after. Now it seems like if someone has a belief that corresponds to reality and it happens to be de facto the case that God thought it first, what well, doesn't matter if God thought it first? It's irrelevant. It's still knowledge with or without that fact. Just like it a house is still a house if I build it, regardless of whether Bob built the house first, it doesn't make a difference. it's It's a house, yeah. and Bob's relevance is just not there. Um and so the question is is it seems like the definition of knowledge you're providing, Works just as well, regardless of whether Bob built the house first.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, again, like, I, yeah, yeah. So, so they, like, we've already, again, this is going to go back to what we just said. Um, person B, okay, we're, we're person A, person B, with the, they know something that does correspond with reality. We're, again, we're saying it, well, they do know it because they're made in the image of God already. So, you're, that person B is begging the question of their own worldview. While we are having our own worldview, so say person B is a naturalist materialist. They know something. Okay, we are saying that. Well, they're made in the image of God. We do need to do an internal critique on if actually the what they know about reality corresponds with their presuppositions. But that, yeah, so we have answered that question. They they know things because they're made in the image of God. They might think that they know it apart from God, but that is not the case because the reality is is got, The reality of God is inescapable.
2: Uh, I, I don't think you're understanding the question so i'm not bringing up any yeah. other worldviews this is there's no um, other worldview. Well, you're here. talking but about person b the issue so. no no that's i'm asking I'm, I'm asking in your yeah. worldview yes And why this is our, would, and this yes. list. yeah. why would in your worldview so somebody has a belief about the world and it's correct did not god did not think this thought no god in this universe and someone did think a thought that was a thought of god in this universe why does one count as knowledge and one does not so so again, the question I'm asking here is why in your worldview, with no one else's worldview in consideration, does it require this property that it must be God's thought after him? Is it is it knowledge because it's God's thought after him, or does that just happen to be a nice de facto coincidence that doesn't really make a difference to knowledge?
1: So a few things. Number one, the question is presupposing that there is some type of a neutrality. We would reject that position. To say that you can ask a question absence of a worldview or absence of presupposing a worldview is completely and utterly something that we would reject outright. Uh, and you do reject outright because in order to ask the question, you're presupposing that the laws of logic and immaterial realities function. Can you justify immaterial, immaterial realities? within any worldview to say a question can be absent of a worldview is impossible
2: well, well Again, I mean, i'm not i'm not i'm sorry i'm saying yeah. that we're starting with your worldview so let's say that there is no other worldviews but the christian worldview it's the only worldview so we're, we're sitting in heaven there's gods still the left we're having a conversation and you say knowledge is a belief that corresponds to reality and it's god's thought after him and i'm asking you okay uh but this this god thinking god's thought after him part of the definition seems to be but you just arbitrary.
1: changed our definition yeah. when you what? asked that question you just assumed that we accepted that which corresponds to reality but that's
2: why well, i asked god's again sorry, sorry, yes. yes well
0: no no, no, no but, we, but we've, we're we've doing said, our methodology is different so we are so our knowledge is a priori right so we're not coming to the conclusion so we're not like Descartes going well i'm going to just I got what I have now. I'm going to forget everything. I'm going to get down to my fundamental thing and then build up from there. So mm-hmm. we are starting with God's word first, and so our knowledge comes prior to, not after, say, deconstructing and then building something. So I think that's majorly the, the knowledge comes having. down. Yeah, again, we're not much. we're not the Enlightenment thinkers that we we are ascending up to some sort of ideal.
1: This question, so,
0: yeah, we're not talking about a God. Within a
1: classical person, yeah. If you're running into a classical apologist, this might be a question that they would hypothetically play with. There's the difference, again, from that method of reducto ad absurdum. I don't stand on a neutral ground ever or presuppose that I can stand on a neutral ground. There is there's an Adam and those in Christ. And therefore, to try to be in adam without again to be in adam and then remove the uh presuppositions of the position is is not something
2: that we could accept because we reject the neutrality position uh i'm not sh- i'm not sure i'm following here so uh, like okay. what the what does the word knowledge mean like like when i when i hear the word knowledge what i think is is that we want beliefs in our head to tell us something that is true about things outside of our head. I think that that's what knowledge is trying. The word knowledge is trying to convey is that you can have some image in your brain and that that image is true about reality. That's, that's like what the word knowledge is supposed to do. Right. Mm. So, so that, so knowledge is you want an idea in your head to correspond to reality. And I, I, is, is that not, the same thing like it, you think reality is god of course so you think god the not reality, god, no,
0: reality is not god he created reality so the reality yeah, of existence yeah. is real so we're not we're not going to get into like pantheism or but reality is not god but again we're not trying to make an ideal we're not we're god, not god is the foundation ourselves.
2: of reality god is the foundation of yes reality. That, yes that and that he that created all reality too. yeah, yeah. Right, right so so we want uh and therefore, any knowledge
1: oh sorry jump, I wasn't trying. Sorry That's if I right. cut That's you fine. off. It's never me trying. It's to no me. problem. It's no problem. Hope it doesn't we're, ever we're, feel we're like good. I'm we're being cool. some type of aggressive guy. Uh, By any means, I, uh, so let me put it this way. You know, when you, you talk about knowledge, again, the position that you're taking is that which corresponds to reality, our understanding. I'm, I'm backing up here to make sure that, you know, I'm in the same place. Um, Because sometimes it's easy to get lost in certain elements of a discussion. Um, That which corresponds to reality is the position that you have regarding knowledge and a definition of knowledge. And ours is every bit of understanding that a person has points back to the triune God of Scripture. And therefore, for someone to know anything, to possess any type of understanding... That is only possible because they're image bearers of the God who who thinks. (laughs) And it points back to him.
2: Right, right. So I get that part. So it seems like my definition of knowledge is that which corresponds to reality and yours is that which corresponds to the mind of God or something like that. Yeah,
1: that would be correct.
2: Right. So I'm asking, why is your definition limited to the mind of God? When it could apply to anything the way reality is with because, or without God. Yeah,
1: because of the creator cre- creation distinction. Um, because we're made in the image of
2: God. So that seems to be like the de facto case. So like I uh, Bob made the house, therefore you making a house. Uh, it's because it's also the way Bob made it. Like, well, that that's nice. But even if Bob wasn't there, it'd still be a house. I don't see how this is only knowledge because God created the universe. So It seems like it would still be knowledge if God didn't.
0: Well, no, because yeah, it's still, it is actually still knowledge because it's still like God is the self-contained, self-existent, eternal one, right? So there's always been knowledge because there's always been God. So yeah, knowledge is what it is. But then again, there is his knowledge being set, being the knowledge of the infinite one versus then the creator creature distinction. So we have knowledge. It's a derivative knowledge because it's a We are created. We are finite. So it's going to be different in that respect. But so, yeah, there's always been knowledge because there's always been God. So that's fine. I mean, he didn't create knowledge. He has it because it's an attribute of him.
2: Right, right. I grant God's knowledge in your worldview. I totally understand that. My question is, is it seems to me if we have two universes, one with God, one without God.
0: Both but you have. But see here. Here's here's the point, though. Now you're actually bringing in another worldview when you said you weren't. You just you're trying. Yeah, to get, yeah I'm uh, just I'm
2: just trying to explain okay. the question more in detail. Okay. So this doesn't. The other worldview is just a, an analogy to try and help explain the question. It's not actually part of the question. So in these worldviews, there's a guy, and the guy has a belief that corresponds to reality. Like that is a house essentially, just some random belief. Now in the world without a god, that seems to be knowledge. There's still a house. There's still the guy. No god seems to work just as well as the one with a God. So in the one with a God, there's a guy, I believe it's a house and it was a house built by God before him, so it's thinking God's thought after him. I don't see why the one in the second universe would count as more knowledge than the one in the first universe because they both have a belief in reality.
1: The issue is there is no foundation for immaterial realities that exist in that universe. That universe, it is impossible to have knowledge because They reject any type of immaterial realities. Therefore, justifying any thoughts is impossible. And logical thought, there is no objective standard by which you can have knowledge.
2: Yeah, that's a great answer. So the question is, is the next question would be why? So it seems like we have these two universes and one guy in the universe with no God, he thinks there's a God. He's like, I think there's a God and I believe there's a house. And so I believe I'm thinking God's life thoughts after him but there isn't one because that that would not be knowledge why he
1: he has no he has no ability to account for knowledge and
0: so what's the what's so. the worldview of this world the second world is it um material only exists nature material that's Well, it.
2: there wouldn't be a worldview because everyone in this world would still be christian It'd just be an ontology but again the, the worldview doesn't matter here this is just to try to explain the okay. question the question yeah. is just why do you have this extra property in the definition of knowledge? So, so the other rules are just to try and help explain it. Yeah.
0: I know, but, but you're still like, yeah, we, the thing is we can't talk like this because there's no neutrality. So we have to deal with world A, we have to deal with world B to answer the question because there's an internal critique of world A, there's an internal critique of world B. So that's why we are still sitting here having a problem, whenever because you are talking about two different worldviews and they are equally important to talk about because we talk is about cognitive
1: individuals in any world. Mm.
0: There is a worldview, yeah,
2: and well, it right. So I'm know. saying every single cognitive individual is a Christian. They believe in the Christian God in both worlds. In both, there are worlds. no other worldviews. None, not a single okay. other world. View. So in
0: both worlds
2: both worlds okay. but they're in one there is a god and one there isn't a god so they believe and there is no god in the first worldview. they still believe in god they still like i believe there is a christian god he's exactly the same as the god of the bible and so i believe that i'm thinking god's thoughts after him and there is a house and i'm right there is a house that is a fact i have knowledge um why would that be knowledge in the world with a god but not knowledge in the world without a god
0: so in the so you're saying okay Christians in both worlds. So you're basically saying like uh, the the world B is a classicalist world view that can't has it still not still not to the people demonstrated the fact of God's existence. So there is no God, but they still know things like, yeah, it's just to, to me, that hypothetical is a tautology. Like that's, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I just, yeah, I, I mean, my okay, me, dense it. whatever it is. Yeah.
2: Let me try to explain it more. So like, if I said, uh, knowledge is a justified true belief with a potato. Like I just I just added potato to the definition of knowledge. Like this seems like an arbitrary thing I've just added on for no reason. Because like, again
0: we're begging we're begging but the question one of, of the, the reality we within this
1: discussion that I think is incredibly important. Yeah. Um, when we have these types of discussions, we're presupposing immaterial realities that function that are universal, timeless, and unchanging. When we do that, we're only able to have this type of conversation and to have um, what I would say are discussions about immaterial realities because they exist by nature. So the real issue is how do we even justify the conversation that we're having? Um, We essentially are recognizing within this very discussion that there are immaterial realities that are true, that are timeless, that are universal. So we're demonstrating, even in this discussion, the reality that our worldview functions. We can justify it. There's an inability to justify it on
2: your end. Well, remember, I'm saying like, imagine we're both Christians in heaven and we can see God. So we both, we're both we both presuppositionalists. We both know God exists and we're having a conversation at a table. So we, we both start with that. That's fine. The question is, now that we're both presuppositionalists, I'm asking, but, well, why? Because it seems like I wanted to go to explain, like, so I'm having I,
1: this. So then, in other words, I just want to make sure that I'm following you. We've now assumed that you're a Christian, and we're yep. having this discussion.
2: Yep, like we're in heaven. There is God. He's right over there. We can like wave to him. Like, how's it going, God? The triune
1: God of Scripture is yep. with us uh, in in Jesus Christ. Yep. We are having this discussion on the other side of eternity about how to justify and rationalize knowledge. Is that correct? I just want to yep. make sure.
2: Yep, exactly. So, so we're we're all, we're all Christians. We're all we're all in heaven. We all see God, and we're we're, we're having a conversation about knowledge at a coffee shop in heaven. Thanks. <laughs>
1: good well i'm glad we all like coffee here i'll I'll take a drink real quick
0: all right here here so you like taking drinks in your videos i see so i'm gonna gonna do it for uh, you this is an honor of you
2: (laughs) it's awesome so so my question is is like if i said the definition of knowledge is a justified true belief and a potato so it's like in order to have knowledge you have to have a potato and a justified true belief you wouldn't be like
1: yeah but you wouldn't say that
0: no it's so this this, is just in order to be, be saved this isn't about this isn't about yeah, no no yourself. no 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 you're adding yeah again I, we say what corresponds with reality but the reality is god so we're not saying and a potato no 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 no, no just just the just, fact that, i'm just yeah, wanna, I'm trying yeah. to make a. I
2: i want to try to explain my position more like what yeah. i'm asking just a bit so just give, yeah. Yeah. give me a few minutes so gotcha. if i if we're at this coffee table and i said i'm going to make a new definition of knowledge which is justified true belief plus potato you would be like, well, that's dumb. Why did you add potato to the definition of knowledge? That seems ridiculous. If you have two worlds, one that has a guy without a potato and one that has a guy with a potato, and they both believe there's a house or that or that God exists, they're both going to be right with or without the potato. The potato makes no difference to the knowledge. Yeah. It doesn't add anything to the knowledge. It seems like you've added this arbitrary thing, which is completely unnecessary to knowledge. You just don't need this. And now I'm asking the same thing of you. It seems you've done the same thing. Uh, by adding in this thinking God's thoughts after him. Because if there's two worldviews, one where he is thinking God's thought after him, one where he's not, they both think, oh, there's a house. It doesn't seem like that adds anything. Just It seems exactly like the potato. I don't understand why that would be required. Now, it could be de facto the case. It could just yeah. be, happen to be the case that it's God's thought after him. That doesn't, doesn't make it knowledge. Just like the potato doesn't make it knowledge that the house is
0: there. Well, I mean, we're talking about justified true belief and corresponding to reality. God, the reality of God's existence is inescapable. Um, again, like he is the one that created, he is the one that made the terms. So real, if it corresponds to reality, it corresponds to God. Um, thinking God's thoughts after him is just the fact that we're derivative and we're not the original thinker of anything. So we're not, again, that we're not adding a potato to the definition. It's just that it's justified true belief corresponding to reality right and the reality is god's reality by fiat
2: right right but that would be yeah. the de facto but, thing so like if you yeah. imagine bob built every possible house and then i built yeah. a house after bob is it a house only because bob built it first well no it, it would if bob never built the house it would still be a house but Yeah, the so then again, is, I've, already, but yeah, the and I've already said
0: that knowledge existed prior to the universe because God has always existed and it's an attribute of him. So and that's why you yeah. have
1: to point back to the triune God, mm-hmm. because knowledge existed eternally, therefore knowledge of the Father to the Son, knowledge of the Son to the Spirit, the Spirit to the Father, three um, co-equal, co-eternal persons, therefore knowledge existing prior to creation is only possible through the triune God
2: uh so i I don't think i'm not following how that ties into my analogy a bit so if bob built every possible house and i built a house after bob is it a house become because bob built it or if bob never existed at all would it still be a house
1: but if every house was built before bob and then bob built a house then Obviously, not every house existed
0: before I built a house. No, 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 no.
2: like uh, every yeah. every possible kind of a house. So it's like there's a red house, a blue house, a green house. I built a red house. So it's, it was it was like if thinking God's thoughts after him, every thought has already been funk. So every kind of house has already been built. And I'm just copying an already existing kind of a house, an already existing design or something like and that.
1: And he would be demonstrating that he was using the thoughts of the one after him. He,
2: yeah. He and so the question is, is, is it a house only because bob built it first or if bob never existed would it still be a house
1: if the creator had built all the possible houses say that question again i might i don't know that i'm following you i'm i'm trying to you know and and I'm, i'm really trying to understand so i hope you i hope you see that i hope that it's evident that i'm i'm not here just like trying to be you know Some type of dogmatic person I'm really trying hard to follow. So give that to me again, because I don't want to just talk in circles. And I hope it doesn't feel like we are by any means. Uh, I want to be going somewhere with it. Uh, So give that analogy to me again and let me try to make sure I'm tracking on every piece.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's two worlds, two worlds. One in which there's this guy named Bob, and he's built every possible kind of a house in this world. Other world, there is no Bob. Bob has never existed in this other world. And so he's never built a house. Now, in both of these worlds, person A builds a house. Now, in, in, in the world one, he's built a house that's the exact same kind as something Bob built before him. So, so it's uh, the same green house that Bob built a thousand years ago or whatever. In world universe two, there's no Bob. So he built the greenhouse. the exact same green greenhouse exists in both universes, but there was no Bob in the other universe. Is it less of a house because there was no Bob or does Bob is Bob irrelevant. It's still a house either way. It doesn't make a difference. And just forget the analogy to God here. Like, would it, would it be a house in both universes regardless of Bob?
1: So give that to me one more time. Cause yep. I'm re- I'm well, not it's, trying it's, yeah, to it's sounding very like, uh,
0: be, Problematic at all. My question okay, no is problem. here. Are, okay, is the analogy of Bob God?
2: Well, I don't. I don't want to go into yeah. analogy. By no. Way. Try yeah, to, but, try to make this just as simple yeah. as possible because it's hard. No, it's, hard. but
0: I mean, but yeah, there. I mean, there is important. What, in what is, World One, what Bob has built yeah. all houses. In yes. World Two, world there one, is no houses.
2: No Bob. No Bob. No Bob. So he's never built a house in Universe Two because there's no there's no no Bob. He's never existed in Universe Two to build houses. So in Universe One. Bob has built every single kind of a house ever. In so house- to,
1: there is no objective definition for what a house is.
2: Um, well, the, the objective definition of a house is what we're asking about. So we're saying if I define a house as building a house after Bob did, then building a house, building the green house in universe one would be a house, but building the exact same house in universe two would not be a house.
1: I'm struggling how material, how material hypotheticals yeah. are in the same category as universal immaterial realities. Well, I'm I just, don't know that about, there's a parallel between the two. I don't know this, how you make a parallel between the two
2: by nature of the definition
1: of immaterial realities.
2: Uh, it doesn't make a difference here. So we're we're make, we're asking about the definition of a house. So the definition of a house is suppose I define a house as building something that Bob has built uh, after him. And now in Universe One, where Bob has built every possible house, I build a greenhouse. So now that is a house because I have built a house after Bob did. I built the greenhouse after Bob did. So that that works. That my definition of house is building this thing after Bob did. I built it after Bob. It is a house. And what I'm saying
1: is we have two issues here, Mm -hmm. two uh, fallacies in my mind with the analogy, fallacy of analogy, because the comparison of hypothetical materials to immaterial realities cannot be a one-for-one comparison. Therefore, by nature, the analogy in and of itself is faulty because of the category errors that exist within the hypothetical.
2: Well, I can prove that's false. We can just replace it with variables. So like X, Y, and Z, it works equal the same way. So the relation between them is the So you want to so
1: you're you're going to write a you're going to write a deductive argument of this
2: I def- and demonstrate yes, I it's could. valid and Yes, it's and it, true. definitely could. So so if you so replace, could you
1: do that for me.
2: Yes, I can. It's a waste of my time, but I can definitely do it. Um but the point here is that the variable I, I would like system, to
1: see that or I would like to see that categorical syllogism.
2: Sure, I I can write it really. you just a waste of my time. But here's the
1: thing. It's just a waste of your time. Yes. A categorical syllogism is a waste of time. That sounds to me as someone who does work with categorical syllogisms as a bit of a cop-out.
2: No, because the analogy here is why is the definition of house But you can't get to the
1: categorical syllogism with informal (sighs) fallacies of category error.
2: You can get a valid syllogism with informal how, fallacies. How informal can you fallacies. get? How a can formal, you get? Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Just, just Hold up. A formal fallacy is one where the argument is invalid. An I informal fallacy can have valid. That. Okay, well then you should have known it. So this no, is not relevant. No, sir.
1: You've made a category error oh. at the outset, and therefore conflated
2: both informal and formal logic. No, I did not. This is, this I, is really like like. No, if, no, no if, I, mean, I would. If, I would like
1: to see the. I'm, I'm not going like to waste my time on that. Like, this is this is really but really there simple. There is a cop out. Please no, write that for me. I work in categories.
2: Pause. Syllogisms. Pause. Pause. So, X's all X's are Y's. All Y's are Z's. If I replace it with dog or spirit or God or Trinity, it works no matter what. A Variable doesn't matter if it's material or spiritual. The val the syllogism follows. Oh yeah, agreed.
1: Way. Agreed, I understand that. So so it would not be a
2: false analogy to compare God and spirit and the whole, and Jesus to cats and to dogs and mammals. and Yes, if you have the
1: correct form, if you have the correct form and mood, you can get it. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, as you're writing this out, the first problem is you're making a category error, which is an informal fallacy. So if you're going to make an informal argument an informal inductive argument and then say but i can make this deductively there's a massive difference in that you're giving this to me in the form of an in, of an in, uh, excuse me of an inductive argument
2: that's great what i'm saying is you can't inductive. do that this isn't this, this is deductive this is not inductive
1: no no but you're giving it to me in the form of an inductive hypothetical argument what i'm saying is no from the outset show me show me the syllogism
2: uh, again i don't need to do that like if you can't understand the argument that's on you i don't want to waste my time but the arguments you're
1: making is an informal inductive argument here it's not inductive not a deductive. Uh, in- induction
2: argument. is saying white goose white goose white goose blank it's white so i've never done that this is not an inductive argument this is a deductive argument it's simply definition this is not inductive. the deductive
1: argument needs to be in the right categorical form
2: it is I, if you can't understand that like i don't want to waste my time doing it it's pretty easy for people to understand so if, if you if you pretty don't easy understand it, people yes. To understand yes
1: what you gave really me there by definition was not a deductive argument talk taking bob and taking no bob this is again an inductive argument that you're making
2: it's not it's not inductive That's not how inductive so then, is.
1: Draw it out for me as a deductive argument. Again, I'm not going to waste my time. I've already, I've already said this. Explain it to me. me. Explain it to me in a hypothetical syllogism or a categorical syllogism. I've,
2: I've already covered Please this. Do. I will not waste my time putting it in the form of a syllogism. If you t- cannot jump, understand it. I'm but fine t- jump. It.
1: You just said I can prove it in yes. a de- in a deductive. Yes. yes, so yes give I it can. to me. No. 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 Give it to me. I can. I, I can build a house. I'm not going to waste
2: my time building a house. I can do it. I'm not going to waste my time. No. No. So.
1: But, no, no, you've said that you can do it.
2: Yes, and I can Get do it. Give it to me. I, I would no, to, I've, I've already, I've already answered here. this. I've already answered this. I've already answered this. I'm not going to waste my time where writing you, out where where a logical did... syllogism for you. Like, it's a waste of my time.
0: So yeah, I think I think we could figure out a way to, to move. I think we need to, I don't know, like, I understand we're kind of stuck here in a sticking point. Um, maybe this could be a, a subject for another um, discussion and everything that we can have. Um, where we can have time to prepare, um, definitely with the with the argument that you're making. But I think, again, what I'm seeing is that, you know, there is a tautology here, because what you're doing is is you are relating the—it's it's, it's breaking the creature-creator distinction. So what you've done now is you're bringing God down into his creation to then um, judge him or judge the situation. Whenever we say that, we are thinking God's thoughts after him. It's not adding a potato. It's just restating the fact that we believe what is true corresponds to reality because God made that reality. There is no there is no uninterpreted facts and everything that is a fact is a fact because God created it. And so it is a fact and he is attached to it because he is created. And so if somebody knows something, even if they believe that they came to the conclusion without God, they are still presupposing the reality that they exist where God exists. Like And so to make a hypothetical is to beg the question of the whole argument anyway that we're trying to define is is the reality where God exists or is, are you right? And there's no neutrality between us and argumentation. Now, the point of contact here is why are you having these sort of arguments? Why do you care for on your worldview if you're an atheist and material – only exist you have to then justify your use of immaterial realities and then also like you know the the thing is why do you care and we would say that well you care because you're made in the image of god you're suppressing the truth you're rebelling you're coming to other christians because of prejudice at some level but uh you know that so that's kind of where the 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 conversation's got to turn
2: well that's irrelevant so yeah. I'm still, you can forget God. This is, has nothing to do with God, just Bob and houses, and nothing to do with God whatsoever.
0: So and hypothetically, if, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So but. hypothetically, just go with the analogy, forget any relevance to God at all. Um, I define a house as building something after Bob did. And the only things building them after Bob are houses. If it isn't built after Bob, it's not a house. So we have two. Planets, if you can call them planets or whatever, two universes. Bob has built every kind of a house on universe A. He has never existed on universe B. So if I'm in universe A and I build a green house, I have now built a house after Bob because Bob built it first. So this is a house. But if I built the exact same house in universe A, it would not be a house by this definition because Bob never was in this universe right yeah so, so you i mean you're, again
0: you're you're playing right into what we're saying you have worldview a you have worldview b worldview b has this definition Worldview a has this definition and the the i guess the weird thing is why does it even matter like i mean that's the thing is like what build a house again you're you're taking God and bringing him back into no no god not, there's that. no god here you don't well, and, and, no and one, one half of it is. I mean, that's, that's the one half, one half there. I, I guess that Bob. No, is, I'm taking
2: God completely out. God is just yeah. not at all in any way tied into this conversation. We're just talking about. Okay. Bob then, okay
0: then this is the way I'm going to take it. If God is not in this conversation, then please justify immaterial realities. because We're both Christians
2: in heaven having a conversation in a coffee shop. So God is over there. And we're having a conversation. So then now God Bob. exists.
0: So yes. God is, so God is relevant.
2: Yes, sure. But he's not in but this conversation about Bob.
0: Yeah, we're talking is. about Bob he and be, He's he right to over to there. In yeah. order to have the conversation. That's the worldview. So, so, what you're saying is the worldview of the conversation is one where God exists. Yeah. And we're trying to have a conversation where he doesn't exist yet. He's no, like no, literally no, right no, so is, is, no, no. God exists in everything. That's God is
2: No, no. God exists. He is right next to us. We know he exists. Mm. We're not talking about God's existence here. We're not talking about knowledge here. We're only talking about in God's world. God has created uh, two different universes. One has Bob, and one has no Bob. Bob is not special; he's just a random human being and nothing else. So we're only talking about Bob, and we are going to define a house like you and me. This has nothing to do with God. God is God created everything. He's still there, but this is not relevant to God. This is just a conversation about Bob and houses. So, in, in Universe A, Bob, we're going to. I'm going to define a house as only that which are things Bob built before. That's it. And and so a guy in universe A builds a house, a greenhouse, which is a copy of something Bob did. So it would be a house by my definition. Now in universe B, a guy builds the exact same greenhouse. Bob's never been in that universe, so it would not count as a house by my so, definition. But, but God,
0: but God created so everything. It's a, he created all. So of God these. created, created both, both universes separately. Yep. There's yep. people on universe B without Bob. Yep. So they're getting information from the same God. They got the same yes. information from the same worldview. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like okay. Like I mean, that's uh, that's all I can say is okay. Okay. So so, so my so question is, a house is because is, Bob built it. I mean,
2: right. So so I I yeah. personally we at this coffee shop. Yeah. I have made up a definition of house. This is not God's definition. This is my definition. I'm I'm saying a house is a thing which Bob has built before. And in, in universe definition.
1: A, you've got. A house equals building something after Bob. Yep. In world B, someone builds a house. Is it a house?
2: Well, no. So the question is, so I build a greenhouse in universe A. So it fits the definition Ooh. of a house because it's something Bob has built after. And then I built the exact same thing in universe B, but there's no Bob. The question is, is, is it a house? or not and should we call it a house or not is it wrong for me to say the definition is of a house is only something after bob or should we say the definition of a house is something that fits those features
0: again like so so bob is the originator of what a house is in universe a okay.
2: what well, no, I'm saying the, the what a house is I'm defining a house I'm saying that I want I think a house should be defined as anything bob built
0: Okay, right. so, so it's a subjective thing. That's not an objective thing. Yep, so yep. Again, it's a purely so, subjective okay.
2: definition. I've made up the okay. definition of house. So okay. I've made up a definition a building, of
0: house. A building
1: that in, in universe i right I'm making the definition of house. So building yep. after Bob built.
2: Yep. Again, House
1: is, equals building after Bob built. Yep. Then there's universe B and there is no Bob Someone builds the same exact
2: structure. Is that a house? Well, so the question is, is, is my definition of house right? Or is there a better definition that is actually it has nothing to do with Bob. It's more about the shape of the thing itself. So it seems like the better definition of house would be not something Bob did first. It would just be something that describes the thing itself. When you subjectively make your definition from the Christian worldview,
1: we would say that it's not a subjective definition. You've elevated yourself to God in universe A. Therefore, to apply then that same type of definition, but say I don't exist in universe B, then universe B doesn't exist. If you're the one who creates definitions in universe A. Universe B by nature cannot doesn't exist because you don't exist to make
2: definitions. What so so like if we make you became
1: God in Universe A because you're the one who defines realities. In uh, Universe B, there is no you to define realities. Therefore,
2: there is no
0: universe.
2: This is like Star Trek. A Klingon is defined by the guy who wrote Star Trek. Doesn't mean he's not he's not God now. He just he's made up an idea.
0: I mean, he did make a universe, but you're making a parallel
2: universe, to so. to knowledge equaling God here. No, forget forget anything about God or knowledge. Here. We're just acting about houses. So, so I'm I'm like acting as J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, then we, then, that. Who, then
1: who creates again? So then, if you're not in the picture at all, who creates definitions that of reality and universe A? Um, you drew up universe A in your mind.
2: We're just we're just. Like talking about the definitions. Like, if we were going to make up a definition, what what would be the better ones? So we're, we're but the
1: we're, issue is who defines the definitions and who gets to state what reality is in Universe A. To then say, but then there is no one defining definitions in Universe B. What is Universe B then at all?
2: Okay, imagine that God gave us three at this coffee shop a job of creating the better definition of house. So, so we're we're the ones doing this. God said, you guys define what a house is in universe a both of them you see we want to he wants a definition of house for all of the universes for you universe guys a tell me university. tell me what the better
1: we get to make up a definition in universe b for that structure. For, all, for all
2: of them so we, we get to make up a definition for all of the universes both a and b and we want to say well what is the best definition of house
1: so we're defining reality in each universe uh
2: for the definition of house yes but nothing else
1: for the definition of house. But knowledge would supersede yeah. that yep. it would be greater than the than the definition of house in sure. one minor thing. Because knowledge and the ability to reason logically supersedes, I mean, again, because there is knowledge you and I can have this discussion.
2: Yes. Right. So, so we both agree on that. We both agree God's over there. The, We're both Christians. The world heaven.
1: then is not dependent in this universe on on house. So right. explain to me how this analogy yeah. correlates with to anything I'm knowledge.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I'm really missing that because you're saying we're defining knowledge and we're saying, no, no, we're not arbitrarily defining knowledge. The creator of the universe has defined knowledge. Yeah. You've demonstrated at least to me that in each of these, some major universal is necessary in order for the reality to exist. And we're
2: pointing to that. that that's fine. So remember, I'm, I'm granting, we're, we're both presuppositionalists in heaven with God. So we, we say God exists in all of the universes. We're just talking about houses here. No God, no knowledge, no nothing. We're just, we, we already have that because we already presuppose God. We're talking about houses and Bob and nothing else. God has given us a job. He wants us to create the best definition of house that we can. Maybe God already has a definition and he knows what it is. He's just like, you guys try to figure this out. What do you think? What do you think is the correct definition?
0: Well, it's God. great because I mean, whenever he wanted the temple made, like he didn't say go have a fun time, Israel. He actually gave them like all the dimensions on what the temple was because it's actually a copy of what was in heaven. So, I mean, the thing is, we're having a red herring conversation um, of hypotheticals just to sidestep the issue. Um, well, because, somebody's
2: definitely trying to sidestep yeah. the issue. That's well, pretty, for, no, well, no, 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 no.
0: But one, no, no. The deal is, is like, how do we know that there's two separate universes? God told I mean, us. This, God told us. Yeah, so, he said, here's so, two,
2: two, I created two separate universes. Here are all the universes. God is giving us this information. So Same. then you
0: pointed again that it started yeah. with God. Yeah.
2: Yes. So I, God's I, not I said irrelevant. that like seven times. So, so no, God no, is, God no, is no,
0: no, yeah. So, God is relevant you and God what? is irrelevant. That's what, that's what uh, no. this conversation okay. is bounced between God's relevant to the conversation. Now, God isn't relative to the conversation. Again, here's the thing that, and I don't want to be, you've, you've made this
1: argument here this inductive argument i'm still struggling to understand it because each and every time it points back to the necessity of god yeah.
2: i never said it didn't that's not the point the point we're talking about what is the best definition of house it has nothing to do with god here what is the
1: best definition of house so you're telling me yes. i get to define the terms therefore god,
2: god god is telling us we get to define the term house the very Once point us, that you us. have
1: to define terms begins with god
2: yeah yes okay you you're accusing
1: me of sidestepping the issue how am i sidestepping the issue give us you you accuse us of sidestepping we have been like please share us how because i want to to know the the answer i'm
2: looking for is which is the better definition of house is it the house is it the definition that says it's only something after bob created okay okay if
0: god gave us freedom yes to do this then there's freedom. And, you know, they're like, you make a house, I make a house and we give God all the glory and thankfulness that we had the freedom to build it. And so like, why are we sitting over here going, which one's the greatest? I mean, like, so, again, so, like, asking, so again, yeah. So, so what, how does this relevant?
2: Because it, as you said earlier, if there's an ad hoc part of the definition, it is a worse definition. So we should get rid of the ad hocness, Right.
0: I mean, we're just. I mean, you asked us for our definition of what knowledge is, right? Which is, and you're saying, like, in the Christian worldview, this is knowledge, and then we gave you that that definition that it is, yeah, everything is like justified true belief, you know, corresponding to reality, which is that which presupposes God. Yeah. So being derivative, we just think God's thoughts after Him. I don't see how anything. What this whole hour that we've been on this has actually been relevant to well
2: everybody in my chat uh, is getting it there they're completely following my entire analogy very very clearly um okay
0: i mean so so, i mean yeah great i mean so so, again rule here how do you deal with the
1: again i i really struggle to find the parallels of hypothetical materials and their correlation to immaterial universals could you give me that explanation explain to me how the two correlate
2: oh, i did that before i said like if all a's are b's and all b's are c's it doesn't matter if we're talking about god jesus and the holy spirit or animals dogs and mammals no
0: because and again now you're equating the creature you you're you're not you have broken the creature creator distinction and you're making it creatures and creator like a glob so i mean well, that's why it doesn't work
2: it's, it's just a valid syllogism like if all well, a's a being, send, you know. send me
1: Send me the deductive argument on that. Oh, okay, do so, it right, yeah, now. God, do it right now I'll do it right God and now. All cat A's
2: are not B's. The same All B's are C's. Okay. A's are C's. There is the deductive okay. syllogism.
0: But then again, when you, whenever A is God and C is cat, that's I'm uh, not no, no,
2: never done that. Never like, ever done that. You can't so do that. If all A's are B's, like all God is Holy Spirit and all Holy Spirit is Jesus, then God and Jesus are the same. Right? You know, all
1: universals in the form all a's are b's all b's are c's
2: therefore all, c is a all c's are a's.
1: C is a okay now walk me through how that is the argument so, here i know so, so, that you can fill in you can fill when you have a valid syllogism you can fill in whatever yep to make it if the form is correct and the mood is correct right yep. so I, I see that now fill
2: it in for me Right, so, so you guys are saying I'm making a category no, I'm error. asking you to, I'm asking. Right, 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 I'm, I'm doing it. I'm answering yeah. your question. So you guys are saying I'm making a category error of making a connection between the non-physical and the physical and uh, not. So like just like you can say all A's are B's, all B's are C's, therefore C's and A's, and that could be Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit are the A, B, and C. You could say dog, mammal, and uh, animal are also A, B's, and C's, and the structure is the same in both of them, right? So yes. It, okay, Okay. So that's, that's, that's what I'm doing here. I'm saying in your definition of knowledge and my definition of house, those are the A, B's and C's. Mm -hmm. So, so in just like A, B and C in the first case is God, Jesus and the Holy spirit and it's dog, animal, mammal. In the second case, in the first case, it's knowledge. God is uh, thinking God's thoughts after him and justified true belief in mine, It's knowledge, justified true belief. And without the God thinking his thoughts after him, like, the bob the bob house thing so it's like um houses and not houses
1: but even to come to your categorical yeah. syllogism you are demonstrating that you have to appeal to you are demonstrating that you have to appeal to immaterial universal realities which your worldview cannot justify
2: well I, i'm saying there are those i, I mean i am we're both christians we're both in heaven there is god so this is all but within the context not, of God, but yeah. But not who you are. But you're not, not, but you're but yeah, but you're not
0: is, right now. You're saying we're both Christians, but you're not arguing like one. So there's the there's the false analogy there. You're not arguing like one. You'd be Christians, on our side, actually arguing with us.
2: Well, I definitely wouldn't because I don't think what you're saying is coherent. But about the houses, this is like
0: but then are I, are you a Christian
1: or
2: not? Yeah. For the sake of the argument i'm a christian and the argument is so, deep, then so, you then
0: so
2: so god has given us a task to label the houses what is the better definition of house there are two universes you guys define house as only things Bob has built first. And I say, that's a really silly definition. It's a house because people can live in it or something. That's a much better definition of house. And I can prove this because, hey, look, there's these two universes God created. One with Bob and there are things that so Bob again, built still,
0: Okay, but you're still, the, the worldview in which you're speaking into, God still exists, Yep, built the materials, and yep. gave us the freedom to do so. So you're still presupposing God in borrowing own capital. Yes. So yeah, uh, so what I've whatever. agreed
2: to that many,
0: many Okay, times. So cool. So
1: then again, the argument yeah. doesn't even work yeah. without the precondition no. of no, God. I mean,
2: it still works because it's asking about houses. But in, so in your so universe pre- that you
1: just created, yeah. God existed. Yeah. yeah, so, exists, yeah that's he, fine. God
2: created both of them. God created both well, of them. You can say that God
1: is a so again, but you're, you're continuing saying- to have to borrow from our worldview yeah. to make any type of argument.
2: Uh yeah. So I'm I'm granting that and I'm asking about houses. Okay. House in God's world? So you've presupposed
0: Great. our worldview. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: uh-huh. that, I agreed to that, like very, very early know, on in the conversation.
0: So God's not irrelevant. Uh,
2: like I don't like if we ask what what is the depth of the yeah. ocean. Like whether the world,
0: like, we the already know the world exists. Yeah. The argument. The you're argument. Okay. Again, you're standing on our
1: ground. You're saying that our world. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're saying that <sighs> God
0: gave. No. 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 Because we're having the argument about houses, which is the better definition. Presupposes that God gave us the freedom to do that. So you're still presupposing God. So yeah, like, I don't
2: think he, you understand what irrelevant means here. So irrelevant doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means it's not a part of the argument. So so it doesn't make a difference to the argument. Like if if I say if we're asking about what is the distance from New York to Seattle whether or not the international space station exists is irrelevant we we both agree it exists the international space station is there but it's irrelevant to the conversation we're having
0: yeah but the space station is not god so and you that's a false that's a categorical Another categorical mistake. What um, the better because, definition of yeah. house
2: is, is also irrelevant to God. God is there. He has given well, us a job. Again, so. well... <laughs> you borrowing from again, our world again. So in order to
0: the distance, begin the discussion. To, to understand the distance between here and New York City, you have to have immaterial realities to, and, and be able to justify those immaterial realities to actually make that case, which you can only make sense of in the Christian worldview. Okay. So now you have to justify as an atheist, which can only say that matter only exists, And you have to justify actual immaterial realities before you can even make that case. So you are to go from here to New York and give me all the mathematics, the logic, all that kind of stuff to be able to make a conclusion about that. You would actually be presupposing our worldview to be able to answer that.
2: Okay. And I agree.
0: So we've presupposed your worldview. We're both Christians. So why are you an atheist right now? Uh,
2: well, because your worldview is incoherent, and I've demonstrated that. But oh, but um, uh,
0: again, but here again, mm-hmm. that's—I mean, we—that's a different subject. I get you, and we can talk that, about that. But you're saying incoherent, which presupposes the immaterial realities that cannot exist on a worldview of where the atheist has to go to, because that's matter only. Oh,
2: oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I was doing an, a reductio ad absurdum, showing that your worldview is absurd from your own standard in an internal critique. So. I no, you because you actually
0: no, because you weren't actually arguing like a Christian. Because you, weren't I, I was pray. actually. So I mean, I just by asked, your, but by what you think a definite, your yeah,
2: definition yeah, of, of
1: knowledge is not the definition yes. of yes. Christian knowledge.
2: Well, yes. n- no. So again, I'm I'm granting your definition. I'm saying, well, why is this the definition? We're in heaven. No, but then this then is the were... definition.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so this is why, you know, people don't like presuppositional apologetics, and I get it. Um, but the, the fact is, is you are, um, you have brought Christianity and its definition into, like, you haven't stepped, you're actually not entirely stepping into our worldview because you would have to accept our definition. You are arguing as a Christian against our definition. That's not, no, no, you you actually have to accept our definition and then actually do the internal critique from our definition instead of still fighting our definition. Yeah, important. Okay, So, can yeah. you can so you're not doing an internal critique.
2: Can you accept a definition and then ask, well, why is this definition correct? Is that is that a thing?
0: Can you Yeah, that? because then we can actually go to scripture and then hold you to scripture.
2: Right, right. So you can accept the definition. So I could be a Christian and say, well, why is this true? Yes, that is continually mm-hmm. what the christian that, yeah. that that's how a christian thinks that's so I am, I am i am asking like a question wow i'm doing it i'm doing it well yeah. so, no because that's what i'm doing i'm saying i'm saying you've given me a definition of knowledge and i'm asking well why is this definition true as a christian so so i grant your definition i'm asking why is this definition true
0: because okay, we, and again when, because we we're creating the image of god we are derivative creatures and so every fact is a fact because god created it to be a fact So to know reality is to know what God made, to know God, all those kind of things. And we are derivative. So knowledge comes to us from the top down, and we're not making anything new. We're not an original thinker. We're going back to the objective standard.
2: Right. So so I'm asking, is that de facto or de jure?
0: So facts are facts because God created them to be facts. And without God, there would be no universe of facts.
2: Right. So I'm asking, is that de facto or de jure?
0: What does it sound like we're saying? We're saying that God made the fact of it. Well, so there you go.
2: That doesn't answer the question. So God made the facts. Is it a fact in a de facto sense or a de jure sense? So, so I, I, God made the facts. Now we mm-hmm. want to know is which one of these it is.
0: Yeah, de facto, I guess. There you go.
2: Okay, that would that would mean that it's not the case. It's a fact because God made it. And it would be a fact even if God didn't make it.
1: All uh, right. Help, me,
2: help yeah. me through that. Okay, so de facto means it is; it just happens to be the case. De jure means it's the case. Oh, no, it can't.
0: Well, again, chance is not in the Christian worldview, so it doesn't just happen to be the case.
2: Not, so by
0: fiat, facts are facts because God creates them as a fact. So this so universe, that's,
2: that's de jure. That would be the de jure. Okay,
0: one. sorry about
1: that. And
2: so the Christian no
1: position would be, again, through, thanks of, through sanctification, you grow in your knowledge and understanding of God. So then for you to say I'm going to start thinking like a Christian, that would be something that the Christian worldview in and of itself would reject unless you were regenerate to be able to deal with spiritual realities in a Christian mindset. Uh, So you've presupposed rejection of the Christian position to begin with, because, again, Scripture is so clear, the material man, the natural man cannot reason in spiritual things. So. A regenerate mind and a, an unregenerate mind is not going to again be conformed to the image of Christ. That is, uh, by definition, the Christian position.
2: Right. Well, that's a demonstrable so then when you appeal to motive fallacy.
1: So then, you, when you know, when you say, "I'm going to reason like a Christian," you're not going to be able to reason like a Christian.
2: Yeah, that's you a, can, that's an you of can motive
1: presuppose motive. I'm going to.
2: Like like, um, the argument is true or false independent of who says it, right? Like one plus one equals two. If Hitler said it, he's right. If Martin Luther King said it, he's also right. But, so
1: whether but or not- reject, But you reject spiritual realities with your worldview to begin with. So then to say, I'm going to argue like one who accepts spiritual realities, that's not even a, an area from the Christian position that an unregenerate person can even begin to deal with. We're not, we are not classicalists. We don't accept neutrality. We say that again, the reformed apologetic is, you are a God hater. You've done nothing but evidence here in this discussion because of your appeals to reason, because of your reliance on immaterial realities that you can't justify, you've demonstrated yourself made in the image of God.
2: So so the argument is true or false, independent of who says it, which means you could say the argument is on a sheet of paper and the argument is going to be true or false independent of if I'm the one saying it. So saying, "Oh, that's but that's not God the Christian hater. position."
1: I see where you're going, but what, that's not the Christian position.
2: What what's what's not?
1: You're again making a comparison between physical hypotheticals and spiritual realities, which you reject spiritual immaterial realities to begin with by the foundation of your worldview. Therefore, to say now I'm going to start thinking like a Christian is is impossible. In the Christian worldview. And the Christian worldview, which is defined by God, certainly can be defined that way.
2: Okay. So you say I have... reject
1: that and I say, I know you do.
2: Okay. So you can say, just pretend I didn't say any of this, and this is all written down on a piece of paper in front of you. So that there's there's no one supposing it. But again, you continue to
1: make a comparison between hypothetical materials and universal immaterial realities. There is not a comparison between the two. Each of your analogies. What's the comparison I'm making? Uh, Your Bob analogy. What you're saying here now. I can reason. That's a comparison of structure,
2: not form. So that is false to make. I'm not making a comparison between physical and non-physical. That is a a structure of the. I didn't say
1: physical and non-physical. I said hypothetical materials and spiritual, universal, immaterial realities. Those two areas, to make an analogy, the analogy like again, it is a fallacy of analogy each time because you cannot make the exact same comparison.
2: So all A's are B's, all B's are C's, A's are C. Does that work for both hypothetical physical and universal immaterial? Does that work
1: for hypothetical material? That question, and I, again, great. You've again gone back to a categorical uh, syllogism. I'm grateful for that. That's that's great. It again demonstrates that your worldview, which presupposes the laws of logic, which rejects the laws of logic, you don't have the basis by which to. The question. question But what I'm saying is. The question makes no sense if you're going to be consistent with your world. Okay, here. but that that wasn't the question. So the question
2: was: Is does that but what syllogism I'm saying? Work is for you both? continue to say? Could you not interrupt? Could you please not interrupt? So, like, and answer the question. It was: Does that syllogism work both for hypothetical material and universal sp- spiritual? I think you said universal and material realities. Yeah. So so that that syllogism can be used for both. You can make an analogy using that syllogism to but your
1: worldview can't justify those things. So jump in in the the conversation and say, but what I'm telling you is that your analogy here again, your comparison here makes no sense unless, again, you keep saying, Well, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to be neutral, I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to be on your side here thinking. And what I'm telling you is very clearly the Christian worldview defines. Your ability to reason like a Christian, you don't have that. You're not regenerate. Your ability to deal with the spiritual realities of God, you're in suppression of the truth, and you've evidenced that all the time, appealing to reason. You have no basis or foundation to appeal to reason or logic or even assume that we're going to do that in this discussion. You've evidenced and never, again, unpacked or demonstrated any type of justification for the spirit for the immaterial realities that you're assuming to even have this discussion.
2: Well, again, I just granted God. So God, God is the justification for us But all you this. don't grant God. So are you, sure. but are
0: you, but are you are, so you're a Christian now? I mean, like literally. Sure, sure, like sure. Really? Sure, I'm
2: literally a Christian now and I'm still asking the same questions and you still haven't answered them.
0: okay. Well, then you need to grow on sanctification. i your... I've read
2: sure. the Bible cover to cover multiple times. Uh, still doesn't answer the question.
0: Well, I mean, you're saying dangerous. I'm reasoning like a Christian. That's that's false. Then accept our definition. Then you would accept so the I, definition. I, I'm, I'm
2: accepting your definition. Your definition okay. of knowledge is a justified true belief that is thinking God's thoughts after Him. I'm okay, and I'm asking. Okay, so here's your definition. Yeah. Why is that right? Because it seems like you don't need that thinking God's thought after Him part. I don't get it.
1: Because you're not a Christian, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. accept our definition. Yeah. But you we, can say you, you can say flippantly. Or just outright you do, but you're not. And you're, again, then demonstrating what we would consider and demonstrating, no, I'm not a Christian because I'm okay to, to say things that are untrue.
2: Well, again, I asked you before, like, is it possible to accept something and then ask, why is it the case? You said, yes, you can do that.
1: That That is, of course, always the, the Christian position.
2: So so why would it not be like a Christian to accept your Christian definition and ask, well, why is that the case? So have you,
1: I mean, sincerely, either have you repented and trust Jesus Christ as, as your Lord and taken upon and allowed your sin to be imputed on him and allowed his righteousness to be imputed upon you? See, that's not something that you have the ability to do from the Christian worldview. That's only an act
2: of God. Okay, so so, so could could someone like you who has done this answer the question then?
1: I have okay, so someone like me who is a regenerate believer, answer the question from a Christian who has truly done it. Well, bring me that person. Uh you? You guys, I've accepted God's revelation as true and demonstrated here again today. My position can justify these immaterial realities. Okay. The other position cannot.
2: It, it's that clear, it's that simple. Okay. So in your worldview, this is you guys, not me. So so can you guys in your worldview answer this question? Why is thinking God's thought after Him a part of your definition? Why is that required?
0: Thinking well, God's thought based on the authoritative revelation of God. <laughs> again, I mean, so God is our starting point. Right. He creates I, the I facts, that. and so that's why. So it's again, you adding. We're not adding the potato. We're just well, explaining the fact that the difference between us and our worldview, and then what you're coming to us with your world. you understand your? trying to get over here. But no, Um, we're trying to say our worldview is derivative. And so we're making the distinction. And so we are derivatively going at this reality and understanding reality is reality is what it is, because God created it. And so to correspond with reality, anything that corresponds with reality corresponds to the fact that God made it. That's it. So you're the one not understanding our position because you're saying you're adding the potato, you're adding the potato. And it's like we're not adding the potato. We're just right. describing so, so I'm asking, that our worldview is more as distinct from yours.
2: Yes. Right. So I'm asking, how is what you're doing different from adding the potato? Because we have the revelation of God. We've yeah. answered the question multiple
1: yeah. times.
2: Well, that's that's the potato I'm asking about. So I'm asking, how does that how is that? a reliable source of knowledge? How is that a requirement for knowledge? And why does not having that make it not knowledge? That That's because, the potato I'm asking. Because
0: about. even if you think on your side of the fence here, even if you think that you're building a house without God, you're still doing it because now I, we have to ask you to make sense of the immaterial realities in which it takes to build a house. Not just, a, like, you can make, we can make sense of the physical stuff of the house. But make sense of the immaterial realities that it takes to build the house and you do not have it because unlike wood that you can chop down you can't actually chop down the logic tree all right so you actually have to make sense in a matter-only worldview that logic which is an immaterial reality actually exists universal absolute transcendent logic
2: well i mean i can do that but that's the separate question. Cause my question here isn't, can other worldviews not do this? Cause it doesn't matter. Like if I say, oh, there are 10 axles, nine of those axles are broken. Does that mean the 10th axle works?
0: I mean, you can beg the question. I mean, the thing is like you are, you might might—you'll use logic because you have to use logic to prove logic that's circular. What? But I'm, your worldviews sep- can't make sense question. of it. So again, so, like, again yeah.
2: Please. I'm asking a separate question. So it's like, if I say that there is 10 axles for a car, and we discover the first nine are broken. Does that prove that the tenth works or not?
0: No, it doesn't, but it's based on logic. but then again, right, it makes right, sense right. Of, again, it makes sense of the immaterial reality
2: right, right. So so it doesn't matter if other worldviews are broken axles. That doesn't prove that yours works. So it doesn't matter if you're talking about other worldviews. what we're asking is how do we show that your world again we don't we,
0: we reject neutrality and we're not going to step into a neutral zone. All that does not exist. There are no other gods than the God of the scriptures. We are not going to step off into a little neutral zone where we have to defend and put God in the dock and let you be the judge over him. So, I mean, you're asking us to do something that we cannot do and that we reject. And then we're fine with that.
2: Okay, well, I just, think just to let you know. Dim- yeah, we're fine with yeah, that. yeah, that's totally cool. I'm totally fine yeah. with that. But that seems to demonstrate that the method you're using that uh, showing other worldviews, using the reductio ad absurdum to show that they're ad hoc. Well, that seems to prove that yours is the most ad hoc.
0: By what that, standard? That, I
2: mean, that, that is a that is the- By what standard? standard? Reductio ad absurdum, the thing you listed before. So oh, uh, reductio uh, an immaterial reality? Or, well, reductio ad absurdum material, is a reduction again, to the absurd- Using material realities yeah. that you can't right, can justify.
0: Are you a materialist, sir? Yes. Okay, okay, dig up some logic for me, please.
2: Logic is a language made up by humans to describe the way reality is.
0: So it's a I, I, wanted,
2: I wanted to yeah. talk about the reductio ad absurdum for a second. Yeah. So yeah. a reductio ad absurdum is a reduction to the absurd. And so if I can ask you questions about your worldview, and that leads back to, well, you just define it this way because it's the one you like and but there's no justification to, use, to it. That's a reduction to, to the absurd.
1: Using our worldview, you yeah. yeah. continued to use another definition of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Therefore, this was not a reductio ad absurdum because mm-hmm. you had to place in your definition of knowledge to try to make it work. You didn't use the worldview itself to do an internal critique because you offered a standard outside of it and brought it
2: in. What you guys agreed that you can be a Christian and accept that definition and then ask why. You will be conformed
1: to the image of Christ, yeah. therefore, again, submitting to the clarity and authority of Scripture. Yeah. Certainly, when someone becomes a Christian, they don't obviously don't understand uh, something like penal substitutionary atonement, nor do they understand ecclesiology, right, or eschatology. Those things happen as they grow in sanctification.
2: Uh, so you said, you, your argument was that I can't do an internal critique because... Uh, I Again, I I'm not. You continue
1: Christian. to use a definition that was counter to the Christian one. You would, if you were a Christian, you would then submit to the definition because you recognized that God was God. Okay, so is you, it
2: possible you, to submit to the definition and then ask why is this definition correct?
1: Of course, Christians. Because and again, do we'll such go. A thing, but they're holding every scripture. thought captive yeah. to submission to Christ. So,
2: how is that different from what I'm doing? Because that seems to be like what I'm doing. No, you
1: continued to appeal to another definition. You interjected it over and over again,
2: and then so, said, "I can so,
1: be like a Christian." And actually, by definition of the Christian worldview, no, the non-Christian can't.
2: So, uh, you seem to be contradicting yourself. So, so if I'm a Christian and I accept the Christian definition of knowledge, justified true belief, thinking God's thoughts
0: after him. And then which I is, which is again, you're adding the plus sign and we are not adding the plus sign of adding the potato, which is every, what, what truth comports with reality, which yep. is thinking God's thoughts after him, because yep. we're derivative again, like we are not putting the plus sign. You are actually putting the plus sign.
2: Right, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to describe it from my perspective, so I'm, I'm not trying to like...
0: So now you just admitted, you're trying to describe it from your perspective, which is not yep. our perspective. So you just proved what you we we're You can't do the internal critique. You're not doing well, the internal critique.
2: So I'm trying to represent your worldview with my words. Yes, that's obviously the case. So what I'm trying to say is, if you accept your definition any christian because you said you can be a christian and accept the definition and then ask well is this the case when you ask is this the case like suppose then you
1: test it against the standard of scripture yes okay that's that's that's, very philosophy
2: fine 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 so if you're asking if something is the case that means you present an alternative and say well is this other thing the case so you say is this definition of knowledge correct or if i change it to this other thing is this correct what I, that's what it means That's what it means when you ask is this correct or incorrect? you're but saying then you have the a standard
0: by which to understand what but we're is not correct. doing like just pure like arbitrary philosophy here we are do we have a standard by scripture to find out what's what's best or whatever. Right. Um, so that's that's fine but you have to stick with scripture and we since i mean you you I understand that you've read the Bible, what do you believe that the bible gives as the definition of knowledge? Uh, if you believe that the Bible doesn't give a definition of knowledge, then again, that's another problem for you. Because again, you didn't get the definition of knowledge from the Bible. You might have brought it into the Bible, but did you get a definition of knowledge from the Bible as you've read it?
2: Maybe. I mean, I guess it depends which version and which interpretation. But my question here is because you said I, what I'm doing which is Which version nursing. which
1: interpretation? Now you're thinking like a Christian.
2: Now you're yes, asking a question that, was, that a
1: Christian would yeah. ask.
2: I have but been the entire time. That. Um, nah. No, no, so, no, so no, you haven't. We've
1: demonstrated that multiple times
2: over and okay, over. Okay, demonstrate again. it again for me. So I'm saying, as a you Christian, a-, a Christian could look at your definition of knowledge, say, okay, grant your definition of knowledge, thinking God's thoughts after him. And I'm saying, and the Christian could say, why is this true? Maybe a different definition is true. Is that impossible for a Christian to do?
1: they would then go to Scripture itself, the objective standard, to test their understanding of what knowledge was against it.
2: So they can accept the definition and then question it. That is a thing Christians can do.
1: They are going yeah. to an objective standard, yeah. though. What, what they do after, I'm just asking, they just can press. they
2: ask the question? Can they say, I accept Certainly this again, definition? again, I've said multiple times. Like, How is that is different from grow? what I'm doing? You're not a Christian. <laughs>
1: You're not you're submitting, not a to, you're the not submitting to the definition that Scripture has provided. Yeah, you're fighting it and demonstrating your rebellion, so that you're not Christian.
2: So, so I'm asking about the accepting a definition and then questioning it part. That's that's the only part I'm asking about. Like that's so I'm accepting your definition and then asking mm-hmm. a question about it. So then,
1: well, so then, Christian, what would it mean to be conformed to the image of Christ? What does it mean to be conformed to the image of Christ that, like Paul tells us?
2: What. What does it what mean to was, hold every
1: thought captive to obedience to Christ? Like scripture what, also says,
2: does that mean not to question you're thinking like definition? a Christian?
1: You're thinking like a Christian. What does it mean to grow into conformity? The image of Christ who says? Well, I'm not sure what your subjective in interpretation is. Your word is truth. Sanctify the truth. Your word is truth. My subjective definition. Well, again, Christians believe in the clarity, authority, sufficiency and of scripture. That doesn't mean, of course, again, a definition of the clarity of Scripture from theologians would that be very, you know, again, nuanced through different theologians in various ways. But essentially, that Scripture speaks clear enough for us to know who God is, to know what salvation is, and understand how he desires his kingdom to expand. So now I'm asking you what you said that you were, you've reduced our view to absurdity. Yep, so Christian, definitely. what does it mean to grow into the? Definitely. So, what does it mean then to grow into the conformity of Christ? What does it mean to hold every thought captive to obedience to Christ? Tell me about the clarity of Scripture from a Christian wow. perspective. Can you what do that? You say? Can you Can you do that? Can you do that?
2: Isn't that what but you just I, said? I just like asked you.
1: I just asked you. You said you're thinking like a Christian. Now you're a theologian. Now you're a regenerate. Okay. What does it mean, therefore? to grow into the conformity of Christ, to hold every thought captive to obedience to Christ.
2: Wasn't that what you just said? Like you just- No, no I'm,
1: I'm asking you what those things mean. Theologically now, what does it mean? You're thinking like a Christian. What does it mean when we deal with the clarity of scripture? I ask you theologically.
2: Uh, you're thinking think, like a Christian. Yeah. So again, you keep, interrupting. you keep interrupting. Like you just answered this question, like read me what you think this means. So I can just requote your subjective interpretation of what that My means. My subjective
1: interpretation. Wait a second. Yes. Now you're a Christian. So then, show me that that's my subjective definition, and grow in the conformity of the image of Christ.
2: Show you that that's your subjective. You can't
1: think like a Christian. You accuse me of making a subjective definition. Demonstrate it's subjective. What's wrong with
2: subjectivity from a naturalistic worldview? By the way, what does this have to do with my question? Because my question you said you
1: were thinking like a Christian. You've given me
2: nothing. That was like an hour ago. So I've moved on here, and I've said no, I've demonstrated that you definition can't of think
1: like a Christian. No, you I've demonstrated it. you don't understand. Then define for me the clarity of Scripture. No, no, define no, you have to, to me my what question. it
2: means to grow into the conformity of Christ. No, 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 no. no, no. You're, you're, you're evading. You're evading the question. So, so no, no, no. I, said, I'm, I can, evading, I'm asking yes. you questions. No, no. I'm asking you questions. How yeah, you're, a, you're asking question? questions to avoid my question, which you haven't answered. That's the problem. You're evading. What question? So my question was, is, can you be a Christian, accept your definition and say, well, is this definition false? If I, Yes. yes. And that's answered exactly what I'm doing. I
1: answered yes. it 15 times. Yes.
2: yes. Yes, you can. How is that different from what I'm doing? Because that's what I'm doing. You're not a Christian.
0: Yes, yeah, So you, it's are, that you, simple. Are, you are unwilling to then go to the text of scripture to then evaluate if something is right or wrong and accepting what scripture says it is. I mean, mm-hmm. that's fine. So the first two things that. I can
2: do, and I am doing, I'm doing the exact same things the Christians are doing. I'm accepting the definition and questioning it. and I can do those things. You, you agree, I can do those things, and I'm doing those just fine, just you like have, you You have the
0: ability as far as to study and to do it. Now we are going to say that you have an ethical problem and an unwillingness to do so.
2: Well, sure, but that wasn't what I asked. I asked, no. can I think like a Christian by accepting the definition and questioning it in your interest? Yes. So you were wrong to say oh, yeah. No, no, and, no, and no, so, no. It was a again. Christian
1: yeah. can think, don't. A Christian, a Christian, can ask for clarity on the revelation. Mm-hmm. A non-Christian is not concerned about the clarity of revelation, and therefore, again, being conformed to the image of Christ will not occur.
2: Okay, but that's not what I asked. So again, when I said I'm, how is that? Like question... No, you're asking me. You, you're, you are
1: you, you are telling me that I'm not being clear here. Let me make it very clear. You are saying. Can I ask questions? If I if I were a Christian, if I were a Christian, can I ask questions about the clarity of Scripture? Most certainly. That's what it means to grow in the knowledge of Christ, to understand Christ more deeply. That's why people study theology because they have a desire to know God.
2: Perfect. Okay, so I'm not a Christian, therefore it's not going to occur. Well, so I'm doing it. I'm asking a question about the quality of Scripture. Scripture says. The definition of knowledge is thinking God's thoughts after him or something like that. And I'm asking for clarity on this. I'm asking, why is that definition the case? Because it seems like I can prove it's a potato. You've, you Again, prove it's a
0: potato. Prove it's, okay, go to the scriptures and find where it, prove it a potato. That's what we're saying.
2: No. And logic is a grounding from the scriptures. So using logic. But you haven't say, justified
0: logic. No, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist in a matter-only world. It's an immaterial reality. Justify it.
2: I'm saying logic is grounded by the scriptures through God's nature. So, as a Christian, logic yeah. is grounded in God. So, yep. we have logic. And, logic and is, is a representation of God's nature. So, using logic, which is grounded in God, I can use logic and say, this definition of knowledge is like a potato because you can have knowledge without this part. So, I've grounded logic and I've shown logic. No, you can't, why because, no, no, because,
0: you, again, this is no, no, you can't because whenever you have knowledge which is of reality, which is true to reality, you can't escape God. And so what you're trying to do is here is you're trying to then break us off to where we can have this does God exist debate. And we're saying that you can't have that, we cannot have that debate in the same way because we are we have to use God to prove God because he is self-attesting and it's totally fine. It's totally authoritarian, I totally get it. You don't like God's authority. Um, but the thing is you can't. We, you're trying to get us into a position of neutrality and we're not taking the bait. And so that's why we spent the last two hours in circle, circle, circles because we will not meet you where you want us to meet you. And well, I'm, so I'm not,
2: I've, I've never been trying to argue for a ground of neutrality this entire time. I've said multiple times, mm. we are, I'm Christian. But so, but you're, inconsist-
0: but you're being inconsistently You're an in, in, inconsistent so. Christian. Yeah. So, so I you, said, the, I the, ground the Christian larger.
1: that you created is an inconsistent Christian. Yeah. yeah. Not Sh- submitting Sh- show me how, Catholic show me how this repeating. is
2: inconsistent. So, not so I submitting
1: say, every thought. We, in obedience wait, wait, wait. to Christ, not being conformed wait, to his image. I can wait, answer wait. it. You don't have to ask it. Wait, wait, wait. I've wait, said so it before.
2: Okay, but let's try this again. So, is it inconsistent to say, I ground logic in the revelation of God, which is the Bible, which is grounded in his nature? Is that an inconsistent Christian? N- that it would be yeah. a
0: consistent thing. So then, so then accept our reality and stop wait, questioning so, so, it because so you using, know it's true. Because yeah, so, you know it's the truth. Wait, 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 wait.
2: wait. So, so yeah. using the logic that's grounded in scripture, I can show there are contradictions in scripture.
0: Oh, can False. you? Can you? Yes. Actually, know? Actually, or maybe are you wrong about what the scripture is? How about that? So that's the problem. Good question. It is If you do take God's word, the presupposition is that's the, the authoritative word. And so um, if you get into vantil and all those kind of guys, you might find a, like, well, Proverbs 25, 4 and 5. Sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? When it says, uh, answer not the fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. And then number five is uh, answer a fool according to his folly, l- lest he be wise in his own eyes. Man, that sounds like I'm supposed to answer a fool or not answer. It's apparently to somebody a contradiction, but it's not a contradiction. And it's exa- the exact methodology that we use um, in our method, or it- it's the exact methodology we use in our argu- argumentation. So, then where, if so again, we're not arguing like you to become like you, but we are going to show you your folly. So that you are not wise in your own eyes, and that you actually come to Christ for salvation.
1: T. Jump, uh, I yep. I've appreciated our conversation. Yeah. It's been two hours. I'm certain that you've look. <laughs> I'm grateful that we yeah, can no, have a conversation. I, I wanna I wanna make sure I extend to you gratitude, and I, I hope that it is mutual. I'm, oh yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I appreciate really... you. I, I do, and I'm I'm grateful. You know, for the opportunity to think. Uh, we're supposed to do that. We need to have. We need to have dialogues where we do, certainly in my mind, um, push each other. Um, Maybe you get frustrated even with each other, Mm -hmm. but I think you need to continue to have them. And I'm grateful that you want to do that. And I hope you know everything. I can't remember if we hit record when I said, hey, man, I'd love for you to come to the International Society of Christian Apologetics. Hopefully we'll be able to meet and there won't be, uh, you know covid we can all say we sure there's a whole other discussion there right
2: Uh, (laughs) um, absolutely i I just want to say i have enjoyed this conversation and even things that are frustrating it's a fun intellectual conversation to have so i've enjoyed talking with you guys yeah and i just want to
0: yeah and i want to put this forward for everybody that's watching you and everything the thing is, is we can have this conversation because we believe that you are made in the image of god you have dignity you have worth And that's the thing is like, you're not a lesser person because God made us all right. And so um, whenever you see other Christians start belittling and all that kind of stuff, attacking the image bearer and not treating the image bearer as an image bearer, even though they are fallen and there's a marred image there, you're not seeing a consistent Christian. So we want to say that uh, T-Jump, you know, you are awesome. We love you. We want, we, our purpose is that you would come to know Christ and understand what it means that you're a sinner and that it's okay. And that in Christ, there's no condemnation. And so um, that's, that's, that's where we are. And we wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, that you are loved and you are cared for on this side. So even if we get passionate, even if we get frustrating um, you know, it's because, I mean, we are in friction and that's friction produces heat. um, But we, you know, I hope that definitely we need to have another conversation maybe do some a little bit more time prior to their hitting record anyway, sometime, uh, making a flow, maybe making it more of a moderated thing debate or something like that. Um, but you know, this, this is a great relationship and I'm glad to, you have started it tonight with you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. And I hope very sincerely, I want to, I want to give you the last word by the way, because I think that you certainly you've been a a guest for us. We've been a guest for you, but, uh, certainly I know you probably don't like to, uh, if you're like me, you know, uh, I want to make it very clear. Uh, I certainly do uh, enjoy getting to engage you. I I care for you. Um, I hope that that it's evident that I actually do genuinely actually like you, even if even if I get a little frustrated. I I think that that's actually a good thing. So with that said, you know, I want want to let you kind of close it out for us and and we'll end uh, with that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was a wonderful conversation, really intellectually engaging. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to have a conversation with me. Would love to hang out with you guys, get some coffee, go do some like live debates in your area. That'd be cool. Especially, I don't, you said your, your local atheist organization doesn't do them, but talk to them into like flying me down. That'd be awesome. We can have a debate at your guys' place. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we certainly enjoy that. And you can come to Missouri. Missouri is still a place where you can, a person can travel to. And and I don't think Springfield actually has a mask
2: mandate. But, contrary to but you popular do what you opinion,
0: want. Contrary to popular opinion, we do have indoor plumbing in Missouri. We've had it for a long time. <laughs> and we don't ride on horses. Hey, so.
1: you've been nicer to us than many Christian, many people who claim themselves to be Christian. And uh, I appreciate that yeah. very sincerely. So uh,